Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 416. On this episode, we're going to be talking a bit about the uh, 2019 fall TV season that's just come uh, to a close as we uh, are heading into the Christmas break for TV shows. Uh, And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Letterkenny and The Simpsons and also have a little info about how you can get uh, Letterkenny Season 1 on uh, DVD. As always, you can find the full show notes as well as the giveaway and start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 416. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Kyle from noreruns.net. And Lynn from TV Times 3. All right. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long, we yeah. forget how this one goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, the last time... Uh, we recorded an episode, pre- was the fall preview, so <laughs> figured coming back with another episode, might as well talk about all of the stuff that we were kind of looking forward to and checking out and what we think of that stuff now. Start out talking a little bit about the broadcast TV networks and all the different shows. We had All Rise, Almost Family, Batwoman, Bless the Hearts, Bluff City Law, Bob Hart's Abishola, Carol's Second Act, Emergence. Evil, Mixed Dish, Nancy Drew, Perfect Harmony, Prodigal Son, Stumptown, and The Unicorn uh, were the new uh, scripted shows to hit the broad- the five broadcast TV networks. So we'll start with you, Kyle. Oh, of those, what are you? Uh, what have you been enjoying most? Uh, so I'd say my three that I'm enjoying the most are Stumptown, Prodigal Son, and Almost Family. So Stumptown, I, I really enjoy how they do like the sort of the case of the week, and it's got this nice mix of action and humor. Um, if there's an aspect I don't really care for is how they have her do some self-destructive stuff, like especially um, near the end of the season, there was one big moment there, which I'm glad they kind of fixed just leading into the um, into the break. Uh, but I mean, overall, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I don't want to see another uh, love triangle, which it seems like that's the way they're they're moving towards. But um, but yeah, I, I just enjoyed that. It's just been a just a really fun show. Um, and then Prodigal Son also has that nice mix of humor in there, along with like really dark uh cases and like the overall mystery of the family and and what exactly the father did all those years uh, across the years and what the mother knew about what he was doing and all that so i think they've done a good job of of again blending the whatever the case of the week is with um with uh, the overall arcing story and then um almost family i i i know you guys don't like that one <laughs> And um, I was the one championing it. I, I really enjoyed the season up until the way they ended the midseason finale, um, which now has me doubting because it made zero sense. I, I, did you guys stick with it or you dropped it? <laughs> yeah, that was a quick drop. Okay. I don't know how much you want me to get into it because, I mean, it has to do with your favorite part of the show, the teeth tapping, um, which did become a major part 
with each episode because you'd see some new person. You're like, who's this person? They'd be getting on with their life and all of a sudden they'd start tapping their teeth and you'd know, hey, that's a sibling that we didn't know about yet. And so, yeah, but I just was not a fan of the way they ended the season with some big, like, shocking moment, which to me made absolutely zero sense just for the sake of making a shocking moment. But... Um, so I'll, I'll see about that when it returns, uh, how I feel about how they handle that. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Lynn and I will be talking about almost family in a later question that we have, (laughs) but before that, how about you, Lynn, what are your say top three or the shows you're enjoying most? Yeah, I would say for sure Prodigal Son and Stumptown, like Kyle mentioned, um, I think for the same reasons, you know, I, I think uh, Stumptown, I really I really like the kind of deadpan, sarcastic humor, and I like the action. Um, the love triangle that Kyle mentioned, I kind of sort of predicted it. The self-destructive behavior, I think it's kind of a, a good thing and a bad thing in a way i i definitely you know like the fact that they're kind of somewhat touching on her you know ptsd and some of the backstory another one that i really like is all rise um which you know i think there's eight thousand. obviously as we know if it's not police fire you know police fire or ambulance or legal stuff you know each year with a new show you kind of wonder how they're gonna do it and and I just think the cast is really strong and all rise and they're they're kind of doing the legal dramas a little bit differently sort of from the the viewpoint of a DA becoming a judge and sort of like the upstairs downstairs or the the people that work in in the court and things like that um so I think those and uh actually the big surprise for me is the unicorn I've stuck with it and I'm really liking it so that one was the one I have to do the Mia culpa where I was like, ah, he's so crazy. He's so psychotic. How could anybody want to date him? And I was so, so, so passionate about this in our fall preview. Um, now you want to date him. I do not want to <laughs> date him. I still think he's creepy. His hair has gotten better, so he looks less psychotic, but it's a really charming show and the supporting cast is hilarious um i have to say that i think we've kind of cracked jokes about some of the the lines that they've said in the episodes on repeat a few times just because they're so funny and like so so crazy so in terms of the actual concept of the show where i thought how are they going to keep doing this if it's all about this single guy trying to snare women it's going to get really tired really fast but i think they've done it in a really nice way whether it'll withstand you know five seasons it probably will only based on the supporting cast i would think but i'm really i'm really you know having a change of heart on that one for sure (laughs) mine would be prodigal son and Stumptown, which are both on uh, your list uh, those are the ones that uh, I'm enjoying most. And then also the unicorn. And I think those are the only, those are the only three. Well, haven't watched the last episode of perfect harmony for the fall, but uh, which I'm actually also 
quite liking, even though the singing part of it's not really my bag, but uh, but the the supporting cast and the the small town comedy aspect of Perfect Harmony has become, I think, really funny. And so there's a good three quarters of the show that is uh, that's really good. Uh, and then the unicorn. That show's gotten, I think it's gotten better. The cast is fantastic. Uh, I love uh, Rob Corddry. Uh, the, his character, he, he's just so oblivious to what he says. Like, he doesn't get the sort of, like, double entendre <laughs> of so many things that he says. And he's just, he's always like, what? What did I say? I don't, and, but they're hilarious. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'm really enjoying uh that that show uh, that I didn't quite dislike as much as Lynn did in the in the beginning, but but then also uh, Prodigal Son and Stumptown have been uh, the ones that you know keep watching every week. Uh, you know those are the basic four. There's uh, some of the rest of those are going to be more uh, uh, answers to uh, the next question, which. What new uh, broadcast uh, network shows have you stopped watching, Kyle? Uh, so the only two that I specifically stopped watching, because I tend to just never delete my season pass, which one of these still, actually both of them still have a season pass, <laughs> but I haven't, I definitely won't be returning to them. You have too much Bob... DVR space, just turn them off. Oh, it's at 90% full. <laughs> it's, it's, these are going to go, so, well, one of them was Sunnyside, which moved to streaming, so that's not filling up any extra space, but I still have two episodes sitting on the TiVo, and then oh, yeah. Bob Hart's I totally Abishola. Forgot, I totally forgot Sunnyside <laughs> in the thing. Uh, and also, just going back to the free, previous question, because it was, I mean, technically a new show sort of for the fall, but short run that they played all six episodes in like a week was the Moody's, which is actually probably my favorite thing of all the stuff that played uh, in the fall, which I totally forgot to put on the, the list of new shows. But yeah, Sunnyside is definitely on the list of stuff that stopped watching after like two, I think. I mean, I'd even finished the aired episodes before it moved to NBC's yeah. streaming site. And then Bob Hart's Abishola, that was another one. I was done after two episodes, and that was a struggle to even watch those. Um, but, I mean, there's a bunch of others that I watched a couple episodes, and I just completely forgot about, like All Rise, Bluff City Law, Evil, The Unicorn. The Unicorn, I tried to watch an episode right before this. I, I don't know if it's one I'll, I'll go back to or not. Uh, and then also Emergence and Evil, which I did enjoy somewhat. Those I'll probably go back to and try to finish, but I just completely forgot about them in general. Like I, A lot of these shows, it wasn't that I made a... Only in the rare case, I made a conscious choice to stop watching. Otherwise, they just piled up and I never got back to them. Yeah, how about you, Lynn? But uh, also, like, how did we totally forget the Moody's? We just finished. <laughs> we just watched it in the last few days since it's played. I think with the Moody's, I think I kind of consider it not as a fall show, as a like a limited series limited holiday series, special, like holiday kind special of kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's holiday special. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a mid-season thing. Yeah, so, I mean, the Moody's is, is really funny. I think the first few episodes are hilarious. And, I mean, it's got a wicked cast. A whole whack of Canadians. You'd think it was a Canadian show, but just saying. A whole bunch of Canadians <laughs> filming a show in Canada that's set in Chicago. 
Yeah. I mean, I, they shot it in Montreal. I mean, it's got Jay Baruchel. It's got Jerry D. It's got uh, Francois Arnaud and a bunch of like smaller characters that, you know, you kind of see and you recognize, but you're not too sure who they are. Anyway, it's, it's really funny. It's, you know, a little bit more like a realistic, you know, going home for the, the holidays kind of thing. And there's like, you know, the black sheep of the family and, you know, mom's a little manic and it's almost like Christmas vacation, except more true to life instead of out there wacky, you know, but yet still super funny. Yeah. Definitely serious bits and stuff like that to it. Uh, I could see it becoming like, you know, a quick six episodes that you'd want to, you could watch around this time. Or it'd be nice if like, maybe they, they do another one next year and then they, they build on it. It's, it's based on an Australian version. So I'm, I really want to actually see the Australian version because some of the critics said that the Australian version was even funnier. So it would be, it would be fun to, to compare them, but going back to broadcast network shows that I've stopped watching, uh, definitely the teeth tap and almost family. Mm. It, I wanted to like it. I didn't like, the concept was interesting to me and that teeth tapping, it was so contrived. It was so much. So, and Kyle and I, I think we usually tend to agree on shows, but that one, uh, not a chance that, uh, I mean, we talked about Sunnyside, which was pretty much canceled. So I just didn't even bother really putting it on the list. Yeah. I totally forgot about <laughs> it. It came and went so fast. I didn't even, Yeah, I didn't even add it to the list of shows. Carol's second act was one that I left. I just, you know, again, you have a, a great, I mean, Patricia Heaton's pretty talented actress. It's a great concept because lots of people like sort of restart their lives and try a different career or whatever. It, it was just too forced. Um, I'm actually caught up on that one, but I still find it underwhelming. Like, uh, I don't know why I'm still watching it. But. Yeah, and I'm happy because there's a, a graduate from my from my program that's that plays one of the uh, the the residents. But still, she gets she gets the least amount of dialogue and laughs, and the laughs aren't very much there. Uh, Bluff City Law kind of fell off my radar. Not that I didn't like it, and it wasn't just because oh well they're they're not renewing it. I think you know, like as you said, Kyle, there's so many things. It's not that you didn't want to watch it or you intentionally put it off your radar you just forgot about it there's so much out there that it just sort of falls by the wayside so that was another one um and perfect perfect harmony i wouldn't say i'm stopping watching it it's on the pvr i'll watch it um when jason watches it uh bradley whitford still makes me laugh but uh, i don't know it's just like it's like filler tv to me yeah, for me, I mean, I like the concept of All Rise, and I, I like the first episode. I like some of the people that were in it, but it just sort of was one that, for me, just stacked up. Just decided to, didn't have time to, to keep up with that. Almost Family, I think, four episodes, and just couldn't take anymore. Like, I I think the concept is, is very interesting. Uh, I think the cast... <laughs> is really good. I've seen them all do way better work. Uh, but like, not just some of the story bits being contrived and stuff like that, 
but some of the acting just seems super bad. And you're just like, uh, you know, not quite secret life of the American teenager bad, but, uh, in a similar vein where you've seen a whole bunch of people do better work in other things. And then in this thing, uh, I don't know that just comes from the writing or, or whatever, that it just doesn't, uh, doesn't work. Batwoman, couple episodes behind on that it's kind it's it's kind of cheesy <laughs> and not always uh in a good way uh bless the hearts i dropped after one episode because i don't know just a lot of the uh, animated stuff doesn't uh, work for me bluff city law uh, i liked the first episode but what was it three four episodes in they did they said they weren't gonna do uh any more than that for any more than the 10 episodes and it seemed likely that uh, it might never do any more than 10 episodes. So uh dropped that one. Bob Hart's uh, Abishola, like Kyle, I think a couple episodes. And that was uh, that was it. Uh, Carol's second act, uh, a couple sec, uh, you know, I think three or four episodes. And again, uh, a lot of the cast that I've liked in other things, but they all just seem underwhelming Uh uh, in this, uh, let's see. I think a couple of the other ones uh, go for the uh, maybe the next uh, the next question on the list, uh, which is uh, any of the new broadcast shows that uh, you know you maybe watched or were planning on watching through uh, the fall here that maybe as new stuff starts to arrive in January, along with returning stuff that. Uh, might get kicked uh, to the curb. How about you, Kyle? Uh, so the only one that I would think that maybe I would trash was Mixedish because I really I'm only watching it because I watch Blackish, but I also quit Gronish way back, so I don't need to keep up with all the itches. Uh, so yeah, I may just drop that one. I just really didn't care for it. And uh, how about you, Lynn? I am giving, I keep saying this every episode we watch, I'm giving Evil one last episode. I'm behind, um, I think, by one. You want to see the, the fall finale first before you make your uh, yeah. final, final determination? It, it's like every episode, I'm like, I'm giving it one more episode, and if they don't give me a payoff, I'm going to not watch it. And then they tease me just enough to go, okay, maybe they're going to pay it off in the next episode. But there are so many things about that show that I'm just, I'm, I'm literally hate watching it. Great <laughs> cast. There's certain things and it's like super, super creepy. The kids, um, I actually love it. And I've read articles and reviews where people think that, you know, she's got like a gazillion kids and that they're all talking over each other and they get all excited that they can't stand that. And to me, I'm thinking, if you had a gazillion kids and you come home from work, they're always going to be like that. I thought that was actually charming. And it's not, you know, the perfect family where they have like one or two kids. It's like they have a whack of them and they're being kids. Um, and especially the whole creepiness, the Halloween episode with the kids and stuff like that. It really creeped me out. Um, but again, no payoff. So it's going to have to do a lot for me. I think this is it. I think this is going to be the end. Yeah. Of all the other shows, uh, most of them I'm either, you know, watching mostly caught up with or have already dropped it. Uh, but the, the ones that are kind of, uh, 
I mean, Mixed Dish is also one. Watched the first episode and didn't continue on with it, but the but the others are Emergence and Evil, and Nancy Drew are ones that, while Evil only an episode behind, uh, but Emergence and Mixed or Emergence and Nancy Drew are ones that I I've liked, but they're just filling up space on the DVR right now where it's starting to get where there's uh, three, four, five episodes of, uh, of at least one of those. And those are the, those are the evil is that show that it could become the show that <laughs> maybe I don't give up on just because is it, I don't know. You kind of, there's always seems to be like the one show that you hate watch kind of like you keep up with it. Like you're just, you don't know why, uh, I mean, that could happen, but it also could just get to uh, annoying and fall. Uh, it could fall off because, you know, other new things are going to start and there's a gazillion other things on all the other, uh, cable and, and streaming services and things to uh, spend your time watching. Uh, so yeah, mainly, uh, those three emergence, evil and Nancy drew are, our potential, I still want to watch like a couple more emergence to see uh, if it's 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 almost there. Like there's, but they need to give you a little bit more. And I don't know that I want to wait till a fall finale to get some sort of little bit of a reveal and another cliffhanger or something. But uh, those are the ones that uh, are likely to not continue when they come back with new episodes in the new year. Uh, so talk a little bit about the non-new shows, uh, what returning shows on the broadcast networks, uh, are you, uh, still enjoying have been, uh, or been keeping up with over the fall, Kyle? This list is a lot longer. <laughs> like, there's actually like definitely on the top though, for me is the good place. Uh, I'm sad that this is the final season, but uh, again, I'm really enjoying that show and, and what they're doing in this, this final season. Uh, but then also like nine one one, that's always like so wacky, crazy and fun. Um, so I, I'm still enjoying that. Same with the mass singer like that. I don't even watch these singing shows, but that one I enjoy just because it's so crazy with you're trying to figure out who these people are. I mean, at least I've heard of most of the people that when they get unmasked, but uh, but that's always interesting. Um, and then I've also been enjoying The Good Doctor, uh, The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Goldberg, Schooled, The Rookie, American Housewife, Fresh Off the Boat. So there's plenty of, of shows. I'd say the only one that I was slightly disappointed in this season was The Resident, but uh, it still keep me interested, but um, but I haven't enjoyed this season as much as some of the past seasons. They have like this change going on at the hospital, and like uh, I, I think that's the show where they split. Oh, no, it's Grey's Anatomy. It's tough to keep these <laughs> ones, because tr- <laughs> one of them they split into two hospitals, but I was thinking that was this one, but no, that's Grey's Anatomy, which I'm also still watching, but I'm into that one till the end, so it doesn't matter if I like it or not. <laughs> like I'm locked in till that show ends. <laughs> I'm with um, you on that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty, there's so many good shows. Like I tend to, to go to the returning shows first over some, most of the new shows, it seems like. How about you, Lynn? 
I'm actually the opposite of Kyle, to be honest, because I feel like the majority of the stuff that I'm watching right now is the new stuff as opposed to the old stuff. So I guess that gives a little bit of credence to what, um, uh, oh my God, uh, Alison Tolman was saying, you know, about emergence and she made a comment on Twitter a little while ago, you know, people are saying, well, they're not willing to watch something in case it doesn't get picked up, but if you don't watch it, it doesn't get picked up. So I kind of feel like, you know, you need to watch the new stuff first. Um, I'm not watching a lot of returning shows for that reason. Um, I am like Kyle in watching Grey's Anatomy, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, one of the the shows, the returning shows that I'm liking just for its campy goodness is Dynasty. Um, they've done some really fun things, I think, out of necessity and, you know, with recasts and they've just recast somebody else um to place replace Nicolet Sheridan but they did some really cool things in the interim for that if you haven't watched I'm not going to tell you because it is kind of fun uh so that one I, I you know it it's not heavy hitting drama it is very campy but I just think it's a lot of fun to watch so I, I get a kick out of that one yeah for me it's a it's a much shorter list and even the returning shows that I'm watching, I'm behind on. So like, uh, this is more of a, of a list of a couple of things that I intend on, you know, fully catching up with, which is, uh, black lightning, uh, is one. And then, uh, also, uh, a million little things. I wanted to catch up with, uh, God friended me. Uh, I started recording and figuring that I could watch, you know, the the last few episodes of last season that I, that I didn't watch and it's not available anywhere unless you want to buy it, uh, per episode. And, uh, and I'm not spending the amount of money on, you know, six episodes that you can buy a month of a whole streaming service for just to catch up with the one show. So, that one's turning into uh, the answer to the next question on the list of of uh, shows that uh, uh, given up on. But yeah, like I'm not watching. You know, I'm just going through like the list of uh, all the shows. Yeah, pretty much. Like I've a bunch of things have just dropped off in the last. Uh, I mean, the Good Place is also one, but I'm I'm behind on the the season. I have them all on the DVR. Uh, I plan on watching those, uh, but really that's three, it's only like three shows of returning stuff that I'm actually, and would be four if there was some place to watch God Friended Me online, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that I'm watching. And so uh, the next question being any of the returning shows that uh, you, know, you were watching that you just didn't watch uh, or... Or started in on and just was like, I uh, don't like these, don't have time for this, or, or what? Any of those, uh, Kyle? Uh, well, for me, I'm way behind on Riverdale and all of the CW superhero shows, but those I am in the same spot every year, and I always catch up, usually just before Comic Con, because <laughs> <laughs> to do those press rooms and things. But I mean, this time, all the CW shows, I'm catching up uh, between Christmas and New Year's, so I can watch the big crossover. So yeah, that that's those are the only ones I'm 
that I'm way behind on returning stuff. Um, and then, oh, actually, okay, no. Uh, oh, this is given up on. Yeah, so then Modern Family, uh, like, I, it's a very disappointing final season, but I'm definitely, like, it's another one of those, I'm in this long, I'm not going to just stop watching now. <laughs> I'll, I'll finish out the final season. But if I, if it hadn't been, I, I'd seriously think about why am I still watching this? How about you, Lynn? Uh, I'm with Kyle on the Grey's Anatomy thing. I mean, it till the end. I'm at that stage where I just want to give up on it. But then last season, you know, they did that incredibly moving, powerful episode on a sexual assault um, that apparently the statistics for crisis centers, the, the number of calls increased after that episode. So it just proves to me how powerful television can be um, to incite change and, and to do some great things. The only reason why I feel like I'm kind of on that cusp of giving up on it is because a lot of it's just, I, I feel like Ellen Pompeo and, you know, now that she, I don't know if it's because she's a producer now or just the way the writing is going, but she has, her character, Gray has become the most self-absorbed character on the show and it drives me crazy and I'm ready to give up on it for that. And if it wasn't for Katarina Scorsoni, Kevin McKidd and Debbie Allen and those powerful episodes, I would be giving up on it. But I kind of feel like I just want to see it to the end for those those key episodes that, you know, bring me back in, I guess. Probably. I, I, if I, I cannot stand Meredith Grey. Like I would have quit a long time ago because of her. They killed off the wrong sister. They should have kept the other one who's <laughs> on Supergirl. True. She is so much better. <laughs> like she was actually like personable and friendly. Like not the always whining about something. Yeah, and this and this season where you know she's been fired and she. All of a sudden, she's she's saying, well, my life is more important than everybody else's. And she's, you know, kind of dumping, you know, her guy, why I can't remember his name all of a sudden, um, you know, dumping him because he's a resident and she's, you know, she's not capable of doing it. Meanwhile, he's taking her kids to school and stepping up and, you know was ready to take the fall for her and she's like if if this doesn't work out we're done uh it's just it's just too much but i'm really i'm really hoping that you know the storylines with like meredith's why well, can't amelia sorry amelia uh oh and kim raver like her the the intertwining storylines with those guys and the pregnancies and stuff like that um really that's that's what's holding me in and hopefully that'll kind of counterbalance the the Meredith Grey storylines and headaches that we I think we both agree on on that one Kyle. Yep. We may not agree on almost family but we'll agree on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I think for me like so many of the returning broadcast shows I dropped last season at some point and the you know the couple of you know handful of ones that uh i did want to keep up with the one that's giving up on now i mean maybe it'll end up on uh hbo max or you know whatever dumb name they're gonna call the new at&t warner streaming service 
because that's the thing with God friended me is it's partially produced by Warner Brothers, so it's oh, not is that on, why it's not it's on not CBS? on CBS All okay. Access because it's distributed by Warner Brothers, and so I'm pretty sure that the reason it's not on any of the streaming services like that is because they can't they're you know they're keeping it in there for their own home service you know once it launches uh, next year, so that's pretty much the show that's. Uh, being dropped off the list for me of returning shows of the few that I was interested in keeping up with or trying to get back caught up with to uh, to, to, to continue watching this season. But uh, we'll move on to some cable and streaming shows. Kyle, what? This is new and returning? Yeah, that, uh, you know, anything that you've been watching, cable, streaming, new stuff, old stuff, what's been keeping you away from your DVR? These, <laughs> anything? <laughs> Well, I mean, on cable, like there's USA has some some good shows. There's the new show Treadstone. Uh, I've really enjoyed the second season of The Purge. Uh, it's more of like an anthology because it's not like a um, it's not like the same characters that were in the first season. Um, and then also it's the final season of Mr. Robot. So I've been watching all those on USA. I've also really been enjoying the Disney Plus lineup. I've been watching almost all of their new shows with the uh, the Mandalorian encore high school musical, the musical, the series and the world according to Jeff Goldblum. So, and I really like that's released weekly because I can actually keep up and watch them when the new episodes come out because I, on the Netflix shows, I see a whole dump of 13 episodes. And I don't even want to get started. It's like, I'm already behind. So I I've hardly watched any Netflix stuff. I yeah, it's like the show started and your your DVR is instantly full of yeah. full season by before you start watching it. And you're like, ah. I think the only things I've watched on Netflix, I watched the Dark Crystal show. I watched Disenchantment, uh, the second season of that, which I, I really enjoyed. Um, and then um, the end of the effing world, uh, they had a second season. And then on Amazon, I watched the second season of Jack Ryan. All of those I enjoyed. Um the Mad About You revival, I watched a few episodes of that. I mean, if you liked the original and you actually have Spectrum as your cable provider, I mean, it's very <laughs> similar. It, it, it does feel like the old show. So I think people that did really enjoy the old show will enjoy that. But, uh, I mean, I saw enough of it in a couple episodes. I didn't uh, go back to it. I also enjoyed the Creep Show um, series that was on Shudder that's already been picked up for a second season i some of the episodes were hit or miss but it was like 12 different tales so i'm sure there's some stories in there that'll be interesting and and people should enjoy um also on hbo uh succession i i had caught up on the first season and then watched the second season and that show was a lot of fun it was very different than what i was expecting i was expecting more of a like more of a serious drama, but there's a lot of humor to that show and this dysfunctional family that runs like a, a media media empire. So that, that shows a lot of fun. Um, and then on the Apple streaming service, really the only show I've been keeping up with is servant, which is the M night Shyamalan thriller on that. And again, that's released weekly, which makes it so much easier to keep, keep up with it. How about you, Lynn? I've got a few that I, you know, that I'm trying to get through and I'm a little behind on, but, uh, there's quite a few on Netflix that I really liked and I, I really want to try to 
you know, spend some more time just kind of maybe binge watching per season or some per series. Um, I really liked Modern Love on Netflix, the anthology season series. And, and I actually uh, just uncovered when I was looking up on the Moody's and Dennis Leary that his wife actually um, wrote one of the New York Times articles that became an episode. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, Raising Dion is another one. I kind of mentioned in the fall preview that it sounded really interesting and that I hadn't had the chance to, to watch and that I was um, looking forward to seeing what that was all about. And that's um, executive produced actually by Michael B. Jordan. And it's really good. The cast is amazing. Josiah Young plays this young kid who magically ends up having these special gifts that may or may not have had something to do with his father played by Michael B. Jordan. And his mom is Alicia Wainwright, whose name might be a little bit more popular lately from the gossip magazines because she's shooting a movie with Justin Timberlake and stuff happened or allegedly um, looked a little bit friendlier. That's really good. Uh, I think it's charming. I think it's the, the acting is fantastic. Uh, I definitely think it's not getting the attention that it should deserve. Um, I'm liking the crown, not as much this season. I, I'm not actively watching it as much, but I still, um, still liking it. And, uh, I guess that's about it right now. I was just running out of time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cable and streaming shows that I've been enjoying is a short list of <laughs> two, I believe, which is uh, finally caught up with uh, Jack Ryan and have started in on the second season uh, of Jack Ryan. And then on cable, had watched the first few episodes of Treadstone uh, and now I've been letting those, uh, uh, you know, the rest of them build up on the DVR to watch them all at once because I think it's actually a show that kind of works better as a binge because each thing kind of flows into the into the next. It almost feels like it's one long movie cut into like eight parts or however many total episodes it's going to be. And so, yeah, those are the those are the two. I can't even think of. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what other. I mean, there was a few things that it checked out. You know, for the. F- you know, for the fall preview and stuff like that. But none of those uh, were things that I was going to watch. And uh, there's been a, a few other things. Most of the stuff on, uh, you know, cable and streaming fall into uh, the last question on our <laughs> fall TV recap, which is uh, what new or returning broadcast cable and streaming shows you haven't watched that you still plan on checking out. And uh, for me, those are like Watchmen, His Dark Materials. I'm trying to think there's something else that uh, that came out. The Righteous Gemstones or whatever that. <laughs> no, there's something else on one of the streaming services, I think, that was uh, also... Uh, Castle, Castle Rock? Uh, no, I th- actually, I think the... Well, the, it's sort of going back and catching up with stuff. I want to watch uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel... That's still on the list, but that sort of falls. I'm two seasons or now three or whatever <laughs> behind on that now. <laughs> no, that's the thing is like, there's so, there's so many things and it's so out of, uh, I need to, I need to maybe start making a, a physical actual list <laughs> of shows. <laughs> 
instead of trying to keep a mental list. But no, the Watchmen and and his narc materials on HBR are the main uh, ones that uh, I still plan on at least checking out uh, to to see uh, uh, what they're doing there, because uh, both of those kind of fall into things that I'd be uh, interested in. And uh, so, but uh, how about you, Kyle? Uh, yeah, so his dark materials is, is one of the things on my list. Same with marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I've seen the first season, but I'm I consider that I I'm calling it not watch because I'm two seasons behind now on that. Um, I also still have yet to even check out Batwoman or Nancy Drew, so those I'll, I'll likely be catching up along with all the other CW stuff uh, in, in a couple weeks. Um, then Castle Rock, since that's more of an anthology, the second season of that I'd like to see, but that I'll likely just wait till it arrives on disc. Um, the new season of the new and newest seasons of Fuller House and The Expanse. Uh, I want to catch up on those. And then uh, Lynn had mentioned Modern Love on Amazon. I completely forgot about that. I, I enjoyed the two episodes I watched of it, but uh, I definitely want to um, I definitely want to watch the rest of those because I, I did enjoy that. And how about you, Lynn? Uh, it seems like a general consensus on some of these, I think. Oh, just actually before I say that, I forgot to mention cable and streaming shows that I've been watching and enjoying. I also forgot to mention... Um, uh, Jack Ryan. I was a little late in watching that, but it's um, it's definitely one of the ones I'm really enjoying it. So that kind of is a new and returning one um, that I hadn't watched, just started to watch. So really excited about that. Um, Mrs. Maisel, again, I'm uh, fabulous Mrs. Maisel. I'm not, haven't watched that. Keep hearing all about it. People love it. So that's on my list. Fleabag is also on my list. Um, Treadstone is one of those ones that was just starting to watch. Um, so I guess that kind of is a, a little bit of last question in this question that I want to watch more of. And Men in, Man in a High Castle is another one that friends have been raving about. So, uh, you know, I, there are certain friends that I trust their judgment on, on television shows and they keep talking about it. So that's definitely one on the list as well. Yeah, I just thought of it. It's you mentioned it, Kyle. Here <laughs> is is the Mandalorian. Uh, okay. I've been waiting till I actually well till since it's coming out weekly for a few episodes to build up. But since I have Verizon, I can get a year free. So, but I've kind of been waiting to sign up until I actually wanted to start watching something. So I don't just burn months of <laughs> of free access to the service and not and not have it, you know not be watching anything. Uh, I already signed up for three years, so yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of time to watch. Yeah, I didn't do one of those uh, deals when it was the when I saw that it was going to be at least the first year free with the with Verizon, and uh, so yeah. But I kind of been waiting to want to watch the past uh, couple of Star Wars movies again before going to see the uh, the third one coming out this month, and uh, so I was waiting. Till closer to uh, actually going to see that to start up the service to watch and then start watching uh, Mandalorian. But yeah, that was the, I mean, how can I can't forget? But yeah, that was the third, that was the third show of the cable and streaming stuff that I haven't stopped started watching, but is on my list to definitely check out. Uh, 
I thought for sure it was either Encore or High School the Musical the Musical yeah, the series. Yes, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Those have your name written all over them. Yeah, it was, uh, you, you knew it just based on uh, the, my love of that part of Perfect Harmony. Uh, being, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a little look back at the fall, all the different things. Not all the different things, but mostly the broadcast uh, shows and stuff that came out. And... Uh, where we're at with some of those shows, uh, let us know where uh, where you're at with the uh, shows. What are your favorite shows from the uh, from the fall season? Maybe that'll be a good way for your uh, first entry to uh, for Letter Kenny, which uh, Kyle and Lynn are going to talk a bit about here in a second. Go to the show notes at tvtimes 3com slash four sixteen and leave a comment with what shows you're still enjoying and what ones you've given up uh, as uh, and all, all comments will be entries into the giveaway uh, that we'll randomly select. And we may even add a few other options that you could get bonus entries uh, as well. But uh, with that, what did you guys think of Letterkenny after all of the, it's one of those shows that, you know, even though it's in what season seven, that uh, been hearing a bunch about it seems to have it's a cult following. What did you think about it, Lynn? So for those of you who don't know, I'm like a staunch supporter of homegrown talent and Canadian content. And Letter Kenny is one of those ones, as Jason said, has this rabid, rabid cult following. Um, they've just recently released season one and two on DVD which is now available at Walmart and um, streaming here on Hulu and Crave TV in Canada. And it's definitely acquired taste. I actually screened um, one episode in um, Austin at the ATX television festival because the cast was there and I wanted to see what the reaction was like. And people were going absolutely nuts over it. Um, I think, you know, seeing it in a movie theater is a very different experience than screening at home, which I did as well. Um, but people love it. So, you know, they've got everything from like merchandise. They had, you know, they had released, uh, the Puppers beer from the show as a sort of a marketing thing and they sold out. So the rabid fan base absolutely loves it. I actually had somebody on a plane from Toronto to Seattle, talk about it pretty much the entire flight there and saying how um, he worked in the military and everybody that was, um, that he was stationed with was watching it. Me personally, I really want to love it. It's about, you know, a small town guy and he's and his buddies and, you know, the different kind of clicks like the hockey guys and, and the kind of goth type people and everybody wants to kick each other's butt. I love the fact that it, you know, it's got these great catchphrases like pitter patter, let's get at her. And that's a Texas size 10, four. Um, it's not, unfortunately it's not this type of show that I like. I, I, you know, I think it may be funnier for people who grew up in a small town and rural thing where like, you know, these hockey dudes and bros and um, you know, the, the kind of quirky characters, um, might find it a lot more funny than I did, but like I said, it's it's one of those shows like the Red Green show, which I worked on. Again, had that rabid cult following. So either you love it or you hate it. 
Um, but I, I think it's, it's one of those ones that you, you know, as an audience person, a viewer of TV, you got to check it out. I mean, there's, there's great talent behind it. Jarrett Kiso created these shorts just, you know, based on his funny stories of like growing up in a small town and it had such a viral sensation that they created a series and now it's in season seven. So if it wasn't a huge hit, it wouldn't be in season seven, especially by Canadian television standards, because nothing seems to last very long. So Kyle, what did you think about it? Uh, sadly, I, I fall into the same camp as you. Like, I, I wanted to enjoy it because I, I do enjoy um, Corner Gas, which is another Canadian show about, like, a small town people. But this show is a lot cruder and a lot weirder than uh, than that show. I, I put this more in the camp of, like, the It's Always Sunny type of, of thing. Because I, I think that's the main thing to me. I just couldn't get by the crudeness of the humor like there's so it's so i wouldn't say offensive i don't think it's offensive but it's it's definitely there if you're not expecting it um like i i was expecting something more along the lines of, of corner gas and wasn't expecting what i got with this surprise <laughs> i i mean it's just i don't know it, it's very odd because like half the time you can't understand what they're even saying because they have this weird like there's the one main guy has this very weird cadence to the way he speaks it's almost like a almost like a main accent like yep uh, that's uh, there and he like always stands with it like almost perfectly still with his hands on his hips and it's just very he's just a very odd guy and I don't know if that's just I only watched the first two episodes I don't know if, if that changes or if that's what his character's like for the entire run of the show um but yeah I I mean I definitely know there's people like that are rabid fans of this I just my taste I definitely just it wasn't for me after watching two episodes, I didn't able to acquire the taste for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that it definitely I, I had little desire to go back and, and watch anymore. Yeah. And and to think, you know, as you said, like this whole the rabid fan base, I mean, seeing the show in Austin and then having the cast there and they are really funny guys. Um, so much so that, you know, they've taken this show on the road. So there's like Letter Kenny Live that's, you know, they're doing these road shows all over Canada and the U.S. So, you know, for those that love it, love it. For those that don't, I guess don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, like most comedy, you got to know the kernel of the thing that they're making fun of to get the joke uh, and, you know, or have some sort of, uh, you know, exposure to certain things to you know, to get it. And so some things you're going to watch and just be like, I don't get what they're talking about or why that's, why that's funny. But if you're from, yeah, a small town or maybe, you know, somebody you know, that's, that's like that, or, you know, you've, you've met that person. And so then it becomes uh, uh, hilarious for you. And then also watching stuff in a, a theater environment, even if you're not necessarily a fan of it, if you're watching it with fans, it has a whole different uh, aspect of of the episode. But then when you're watching it by yourself and you're like, hmm, well, I don't think I laughed at all, <laughs> you know, type of thing. And then also 
you know, you do, you know, you go to like a panel with the cast and the cast is like super funny. And then you watch their show and you're like, how did those people make this? Like, well, they were super funny on stage. But yeah, as uh, mentioned before, uh, leave a comment uh, on the uh, the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 416. And uh, if you've acquired the taste <laughs> for Letterkenny, you can win a copy of uh, season one and two on DVD. And then, uh, Kyle, you also wanted to mention something about uh, The Simpsons and some differences between uh, DVD and Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so uh, The Simpsons, they finally, after two years since they released season 18, they finally released season 19 on DVD uh, a couple weeks ago. And so now seasons one through 20, because they skipped ahead to 20 for some reason a while back. And then so now one through 20 are all available on uh, DVD or Blu-ray. But so one one nice thing is like The Simpsons, you can watch like 30 seasons of it on Disney Plus. However, all those episodes, they've turned them into widescreen episodes. So basically they've chopped off the top and bottom of the picture in order to turn it into widescreen. So the nice thing that they're doing with these, at least with the season 19, well, all the DVDs have been in the original four by three full frame uh, aspect ratio. So that's like, yeah, the streaming's convenient and everything, but if you if you actually buy it on disc, you can watch the actual picture, how it aired and not like there's jokes that get cut off because maybe some of the things that are written aren't in the picture anymore. And yeah, there's a lot of visual jokes in the yeah. in the Simpsons, the, you know, like especially like storefronts yeah, and everything like that. Names, like, things painted on windows and, you know, banners and whatnot. Yeah, that would be I don't know. That sounds like a super terrible idea to turn it into. I mean, so maybe slightly better than just like s- squishing it out and making everybody look like fat squatty characters. <laughs> Everyone looks like Homer now. <laughs> we didn't have the budget to reformat it properly. Well, I don't think there really is a way because, I mean, you're trying to invent you're trying to invent you'd have to stretch the picture to make it widescreen if you wanted to fill the screen. Yeah, I guess if, that's true. if they filmed it four three and they weren't filming it with a, a wider screen aspect and then cutting it to four three to put it on tv which most tv wasn't they weren't filming it with movie equipment i mean it's also animation you're not going to draw a whole bunch of stuff that you're then just going to chop (laughs) off it's a waste of your time you you filled (laughs) the screen with what was going to be there they started doing that once you know widescreen became more of a thing than now you know new seasons of it are are in widescreen the correct way but yeah that's a or just leave it as four as three. Well, that's yeah. I do, <laughs> that's think what the people are not gonna. I, th- I think people just see. Oh, it's a square. I'm not watching that on my TV. I wanted to fill the screen. So like people aren't <laughs> thinking of the fact that it's it's been edited. So I mean, it's nice that on these DVDs that they're continuing. First, that they're continuing to even release them because nowadays it seems like barely anything gets uh, gets a release. But I'm hoping they continue. Like they've already released 20 seasons, let's release 12 more and complete the set. <laughs> but uh, and I mean, also they also fill these things. Like every single episode has commentary by the producers, writers, some guest stars. So I mean, 
granted the commentaries end up being just general discussions about the show rather than actually particularly about that episode but i mean it's it's interesting it's like a a history of the show or a discussion on the show um so yeah i mean you get all these extra bonuses that you don't typically get on like the streaming services they don't throw all those these extra bonus there too so if you if you like the show support the show and if you want to see more seasons come out make sure you uh keep picking up these dvd releases that come out yeah otherwise you're gonna end up with like half a half a set on dvd by the time they're done making episodes well they they released a limited season one to 20 box set that was like 500 dollars or something like that i already own all the separate seasons yeah. <laughs> it probably cost more than that over the years but who knows yeah that's uh that's pretty funny all right well with that we'll uh chop the episode off here and, <laughs> and uh, as always you can uh, find where you can find us in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 416 as well as uh, leave a comment with what fall shows you've been enjoying or what ones you've uh, been hate watching or hated so much that you dropped drop those in the comments uh, on the show notes and be uh, uh, entered for a chance to win letter Kenny season one and two on DVD That'll wrap up the the fall 2019 TV recap, and we'll move on next week. And uh, Kyle will be back, and Amory will be uh, with us, and we'll be uh, previewing the uh, the winter, well, 2020, uh, since everything most uh, most stuff is uh, premiering come January. And uh, we'll talk about what new stuff is coming and some of when uh, some of these shows that we just talked about will be returning with the, to finish out their seasons. Uh, and uh, again, thank you, uh, Kyle and Lynn, for joining me on episode 416. Thanks. Uh, Kyle, say something. Something. Uh, Lynn, say something else. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Uh, yeah. Okay. Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 416. On this episode, uh, we're going to talk a bit about the 2019 fall TV season. And uh, as that's coming to a close, or has come to a close now. Uh, and then after that, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Letterkenny and the, the Simpsons DVD and streaming and as always, you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 416. Oh, I should have also mentioned, stay tuned for uh, details on a giveaway for Letter Kenny at the end of the podcast. But we'll jump in and talk some uh, fall TV, see what we've all been watching, what maybe we're not watching anymore, maybe what we're hate watching We'll figure out who's on the podcast as we go along. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I didn't put in the I didn't put in the show notes, so like I didn't even do it. It's been so long. All right, I'm gonna start over. Because <laughs> that'll make more sense. Then I can put this at the end. <laughs> a blooper on myself for a change. Welcome to TV Times Three, Episode Four Sixteen.